Mama K. Hi, everybody. And tonight we're doing the first 2022 movie on our slate. Uh, it is uh. The House. The House on Netflix now. It is an anthology film. Uh, it is stop motion animation. So all kinds of unique stuff going on here. Three little stories and an hour and a half bundle. Uh, I'm assuming you guys didn't hear about this because I barely heard about this. I heard about this at like the end of December from one of my film groups. And I, I all I did was saw the trailer. I'm like, I'm gonna have to see that and probably make other people watch that but uh did you guys know anything about it <laughs> no and i wouldn't anywhere anyway so <laughs> <laughs> right none of the groups quote unquote that i follow or look at or anything uh know anything about this yeah, item, gotta get so. in some film groups fun times yeah. uh Across different eras, a poor family, an anxious developer, and a fed-up landlady become tied to the same mysterious house. It's about, a, about as Wait, good as you it's the can same house? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I didn't even put that together. I thought the theme was houses. I didn't know it was the same house. I think the cover is actually the banister of the like front stairs, and it's all three... Uh, movies kind of like cut together so it all lines up together so uh yeah same house yeah very yeah. different time periods and uh different different things going on at each one um and different creatures that live in the house so uh yes. that's I, I think it's good to keep it about as vague as you can it's kind of uh the only thing i could really think of to call it and i looked uh at like some reviews and one of the first ones was directed by evil wes anderson so if you've seen like fantastic mr <laughs> fox or isle of dogs it's like that but dark oh yeah and, like, i can definitely see isle of dog vibes yeah, yeah, so it's like it's like those, but it's like it's got a darker, kind of grosser vibe. So if you if you're into stop motion and you can stomach some things, uh, you can check this out on Netflix. And uh, yeah, we are going to got good reviews. Ninety six, I think, are on Tomatoes. Sevens on the other ones. So decently hmm. received. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, Netflix. We're going to spoil them now. We'll go one by one. Spend a couple minutes on each. Uh, the first one, chapter one, is and heard within a lie is spun, and it's about this poor family, and they have their uh, relatives come over. They're like kind of affluent. Uh, extended family and they are shitting on their house and all their furniture and the mom's drapes and making fun of this poor family and uh, it makes the dad feel bad and he gets drunk uh the, the, you know, the before the family the other family got there they seem pretty close-knit and well together but uh this this ribbing cozy yeah. yeah but this ribbing from their affluent uh extended family uh gets them gets them down until uh, the father he runs into a guy in the woods and we learn this guy <laughs> is van schoenbeek and he is a very famous architect developer kind of dude and uh, he sends his lackey out to them and says hey we'll we'll take this house, the small one, and give you this giant new big project that he's got on the hill. And uh, he's like, there's no strings attached. Although you know there's going to be some strings attached. But they're like, yeah, you just go <laughs> live in there. All new furniture, all new stuff, huge house. Won't that be nice? And then the, they're like, oh, yeah, the, the parents are excited. But the, the, the daughter, uh, Mabel, she is kind of our most point of view character through the story. Not as excited. Uh, she's got a little brother. Uh, and he's like a baby. Little sister. Yeah, yeah that was a girl. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, girl. Right. Isabel, right? Is, 
Isabel. Isabel, yeah, you guys are right. A uh, little baby sister. And so they all move into the house, and uh, they're admiring stuff at first, and then they realize that, like, there's always people working on it. There's p- new rooms and staircases being moved around. Uh, the parents become obsessed with different things having to do with their new affluent lifestyle. And th- like with all three of these, there's a lot of symbolism kind of things, especially with the final resolution of the characters. So what do we think of the first segment? of the house uh mom k yeah this was uh tough to get into i liked i like the style um i'm going to talk a lot about that because that's a real positive for me um every one of these made me feel icky and gross in a different way um <laughs> this this one was because <laughs> I mean, totally by design. It's not like I'm an outlier here. Um, no, yeah, it's intentional, <laughs> I think. Yeah, it's intentional, and it's un- not only is it uncomfortable, but it makes me mad. Every one of these makes me mad. Uh, the third one probably the most. But um, <laughs> So the, this couple, I mean, you said that they get, like, they get sidetracked by all these things. They really don't. She gets sidetracked by making copious amounts of curtains uh, for her, her new home, and then yes. he gets sidetracked. Uh, trying to build a fire so i don't know why it's those two things i mean those are i guess the most domestic things inside of a house that each sex can do each gender can do um the the, the affluent ma or old lady or whatever at the beginning made fun of her curtains so that's the mom character bit so that's Uh, and the new house doesn't have curtains and so it's something to do i guess so it needs curtains it's the only thing it really needs is curtains yeah right until like literally the first night when people come from nowhere and start pulling off staircases and floorboards and shit like that so um after the first night or so they really need a lot of stuff um, I hate this house um, a lot, and I was thinking, I, I knew that it was going to be this same house through the whole thing, and I was kind of hoping that it was going to sort of devolve and tell us the reason why this house is like this. Um, I don't know that, that we can talk about that. Maybe that did, and I just didn't see it, but um, also never trust like this this guy and this carriage or whatever it's like he's literally don't trust the man with the van by you know down by the river so um yeah uh interesting uh it's like grim story fables is what i was thinking while i was watching it you know, this the one grim... the most this is is the most grim fairy tale-ish they're i mean yeah i mean they're all kind of like that though they're all sort of i mean this one definitely is the most but that's what it made me feel like is like yeah the two are a little knows. more modern like yeah with their everyone knows the sanitized version of like fairy tales though and then you go and read the grim version and you're like jesus people were reading these to their kids this is you know macabre so um yeah uh yeah jess how you feeling about this jess how are you feeling about uh, the first this is a movie you know how like you take a class and you don't do well in it and then you take the class again and it's so much easier and you do a lot better I feel like I need to watch this again to really understand it. I think I was frustrated with I couldn't tell the characters apart or it was really hard for me to do so just because they look so similar and they were all like ugly Muppets. And <laughs> that I think just made me angry and not focus as much in the movie. But I think if I watched it again, I'd, I'd pick up on it better. In all three segments, or just the heat? This, just first this one, human because segment. these characters look so similar. 
Yeah, the other ones, they're a little, they're, well, there's fewer characters in the other ones, and they're more yeah, right. distinct looking. But um, yeah, I, this is the one that's most people's favorite, the one I've been oh. like kind of rolling through. It's my least favorite. I don't love this one. I think mm-hmm. it's, uh, this one, uh, this one, if they were all this level, I would have been like, yeah, we'll just take another listener suggestion. There's not like, I don't know if you guys going to get anything out of it. I think yeah, the other two I, are better. I don't think it's... It, honestly, if you ask me if I like this, it, it would depend on the day because it has the elements of things that I would like. It's kind of creepy and like a little bit weird, but it's still yeah. like a little unique and stuff. So I think some days I would like it and some days I'd just be like so over it. Like I need something normal to watch. <laughs> <laughs> this right. this I, this reminded me because two years ago, also in January, also a movie we no one was thinking about, uh, I Lost My Body came out and that's also oh. on Wait, unique animation. Yeah, we we all loved it. We yes. all gave that. That was like I think that was the episode where the birth of the of the solid Cinco's where I just started giving things Cinco's. Oh, um, okay. So so I was like, oh, another January animated movie that we've never heard of, and it's got similar kind of reviews. I'm like, oh, maybe maybe I don't think it's it's not going to make it to that level. Uh, but this first one, you know, I I like the. At the very end. The very end is like, oh, they turn in because we have talked about that. They turn into the thing, their material possessions. It's, a, it's their obsession towards uh, material things, and it consumes them until they literally you become your th- possessions. I think that's like a saying, something. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing. But so the guy becomes the chair, you know, the furniture that from the old house that he's been burning to sustain the new house, and then obviously the mom is curtains because curtains is mom. Uh, and then the the whole time the children are just kind of cowering in the dark in different places at one time one point that baby fucking falls down a flight of stairs and it's just like a unit <laughs> it doesn't even like flinch but i, I was there, waiting for it to cry and then it just kept going <laughs> and i think you're just happy to be back in the old house because for some reason the old house is underneath the big house for a while uh and then the guy who's making this whole right. thing is like lurking around the whole time and the the guy who has been his surrogate uh, like uh, uh, real estate ca- agent kind of guy. Turns out he's just like an actor that this guy hired. We don't get right. and with with all three of these. We don't get the full story. There are like there are little no. threads. I kind of like it because I like the I like having the world feel bigger. It makes it feel a little more lived in. Uh, I have examples in the other two as well that kind of do that. That one of them I really want to know the answer to, um, but I th- it, I think it could <laughs> add, add some intrigue. Um, and then obviously these are all, you know, you can't take any of these literally. The like n- n- like because they're all you know they're they're fairy tale fable kind of things. Uh, but yeah. this one, yeah, I, I get what it's putting down, picking up what it's putting down. They're all very about materialism and your and you are what you own or what you own becomes you and about, you know, own, even owning a house and the obsession with it. And a lot of capitalism critiques, a lot of money related class related kind of stuff. in yeah. here. So all, uh, we'll of, get, all of them go, all go of them have that. different stuff. That's like that. Uh, so we'll get yeah. into the second one here. We can, then we can wrap Wait, up before, before we leave the first one, I want to talk about my favorite part. So this one, okay. there's the little girl and then Isabel is an infant and the house is on fire now, right? We're at the end. The house is on fire. Right. And the mom's like, use my curtain body to get out of the house. And <laughs> and the little and I was thinking, oh, that girl's going to pick up and carry that baby. No, that baby just shimmied down like she belonged to like Station 51 of the ladder company because she <laughs> was like magical going down that thing. And I was like, hey, she's going to be fine. Heck that baby yeah. was beasting it, that whole, this whole first story. Oh, yeah, was, the baby's was, invincible. Yeah. The I loved baby, her. The baby was Isabel for the win. Yeah. So okay, we'll sorry, I just had to mention that it was so great. 
I don't know. Anything Isabel, solid, solid character in the first one. Uh, so we move on to <laughs> then lost is truth that can't be won. So this is a more modern day uh, story. This house is now in like a bustling city center, and it's owned by this anthropomorphic rat. So this is this is where you start to feel Fantastic Mr. Fox kind of things. Um, and he is refurbishing his house for an upcoming property viewing. Uh, he's got he has all this. Debt and loan problems. He's trying to get his boat, but he needs to sell this house, and he's had to fire his construction crew, and he has to do all the work himself. And he's got a infestation of parasitic fur beetles, which are fucking up the inside of his walls and fucking up his whole house. Uh, but he's trying to really uh, get. Uh, he really wants to, his estranged lover to come back to him, and they're gonna vacation in Maldives, and he's gonna save everything, and everything's gonna be great. Um, but on the day of the open house, uh, there's problems. The people aren't really liking the stuff. The wrong food shows up, so he has to serve all this weird nonsense junk food instead of the high-end stuff he was hoping to. And the infestation continues. And then finally, in the third act, two very unpleasant guests arrive. And uh, it gets yeah. very bad for everybody. So, <laughs> very unpleasant uh, guests is a good way to put it. Yes. Yeah, so, Jess, you can lead off on this one. What do you think of the second installment? So I just want to start off saying I have never watched a cartoon where I am so compelled with the voice matching the character. Like, I just loved his voice. It it matched Mm -hmm. him so well. And I think that goes for all of these cartoons. They all did a really good job. But for this rat specifically, there was something Mm -hmm. about his character that it just brought to life. Um, It was just so good. Let me think. The voice actor is... Oh, sorry. The, the voice actor is uh, Jarvis Cocker, who is an English-born musician and radio presenter. So that's there you go. Credit, credit, like credit to the man. Presenter kind of person. Yeah, it's the man. Yeah. Um, this is, I'd say, my my middle one. I think I like the last one the best. This one's in the middle. Um, I think there were there are too many things happening. I think they could have made the plot a lot simpler and still kind of had the same message. It it was basically these grotesque. Uh, guests that just would not leave the house and they just kind of inhabited it which is actually a good tactic like i i should have probably done this when i, I know house. it's actually a good tactic <laughs> Di- i mean diabolical just you just go to open houses and, and just start living there <laughs> very interested in the house oh my gosh yeah i i think there are too many things happening like it it just seemed like too much packed in one, and the the plot could have been a lot simpler. But I think that, that kind of goes for a lot of these movies too. Um, my favorite part is probably I don't know. This is when they invite all their family and friends over at the end. Uh, oh. <laughs> what about the bug musical? You always like the musical numbers. That there is a. Like a dream sequence where the, there's like beetles and larvae putting on a, a show. I literally fast forwarded through that because I was like, uh, "What the fuck?" <laughs> he fast forwarded. So, Come on now. Yeah, I, I totally did. This is one of Not the best parts. Uh, I probably the reveal that the person was a dentist who kept he kept referring to as uh, yes. my sweetheart or my darling or whatever. <laughs> that I love that. Probably was my favorite part. I love that part yeah. so much. That's one of the, like the world building parts where, like, you think it's like just like this like 
when you're imagining his former lover, you're, you you have, like, the image in your head. And it, it turns out it's his dentist, and he's getting, like, a restraining order against him. It, like, re- it reframes the whole episode and the character and what he's been... Like, at the beginning, you just think, like, oh, I'm cheering for this guy. Come on, you can do it. And now it's like, he, he might be a fucking crazy person. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, what'd you think of uh, this middle installment? Um... Yeah, I I wanted to like this one the most. And actually, in the beginning of it, I really did like it the most. I agree with Jess about the um, voice acting in this in the whole thing. But uh, this this guy really did have something something special. And I was really rooting for him. I, I liked what he was doing. And I recognized it as the same house. So I knew something was gonna go awry. I was kind of hoping that I would build on the last one and I would find something out. But uh, and maybe it does. I don't know. Somebody can enlighten me. Um, I just so much about each of these three. It it got more. I got more and more um, agitated the longer I watched this movie, which is why I fast forwarded through the um, the musical sequence, because these are all things that in real life would drive me crazy. Like if if I were trying to do a project like this, it's a huge project, right? I was, I'm trying to do a project like this. You get done. Everything looks really great. Mm-hmm. You think you've gotten rid of the one little problem that, you know, is, is sort of lingering. And then it becomes this huge problem. But then also you get all these really great people to come in and look at your house to buy. And they come in and fucking trash it. They bring their kids <laughs> with their strawberry ice cream. And it winds up in the fish tank. And then the fish is going to die. And Oh my gosh. You know, that fish was shown so much. The fish was basically like the second most like character. I, I, I love watching the devolution <laughs> of the fish's tank. Like every time he cuts back, right. he just was more. And then by the end, it's he's worse. just dead and like this algae. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So, th- I mean that having the house trashed by these people and then having these two totally bizarre beings that I have <laughs> no idea. Are they like giant bugs? Are they rodents? Are they, I don't know what they are. And one, I mean, I'm a long torso girl, but this person's torso was just <laughs> I mean, they're, so they're, they're rat. Buffed. I mean, they're, they're they're rat creature. I mean, these two at the Were end are they? a little different. Well, I, I think know. they kind of become the bugs, and that's part of the whole thing in this one. But, right. Um, I mean, yeah. it's a little like Kafka esque that that's what's happening in. This it was one. very um, metamorphosis. I, I that's what I thought yeah. of in this one. <laughs> yeah, when I'm watching that one, I was just like, oh, and I mean, the cool piece of it, Jess is right about the whole like this is brilliant idea just to go in and say you know pretend you know as you're at an open house you bring your pajamas with you and you'll be like could we possibly have a spot of tea while we're getting ready for bed and then have the person look at you like what what why are you staying at the we're house we're very interested um we're, yeah they're very interested and i think if it was maybe a human thing it wouldn't have bothered me quite as much but i couldn't i couldn't get with this and then when he then when he went away to the hospital and came back and all the family was there. I was just like, <laughs> Oh, I forgot this... about that part. See, that's, that's like, there's oh. too many things that happened. Yeah. It was a lot in whatever, like 30 minute or whatever increment it was. It was a lot going on. And I was just mad. I was so mad. I was mad at him. I was mad at all those people. I was mad at the fish. I was mad at the house. Uh, <laughs> still mad at the kid with the ice cream cone. Um, Mad that he climbed into his own oven. I'm like, what the hell? No, stop. Uh, mad at all the bugs. I was mad at everything. This hits too close to home. Like, I don't... I, it, it seems you like have a angrier with each episode. 
<laughs> I got angry. Yeah. Well, it's just like if you have some sort of infestation, you obsess about it until it's, you know, resolute. So it's like, uh, I could, I couldn't. And those things were those last, those creatures that stayed were just so, I mean, they knew what to draw to get to me. It's like they were looking in my nightmares and were like, yes, one person with a really long torso and weird pants. And then this giant, I don't know what it was, booger sloth or something. Booger sloth. Uh, it was, it was, uh, so yeah, so I wound up not liking this one probably, probably the most, even though I think in the beginning I was really pushing, pulling for it, actually. This is my favorite. I love this one. Uh, this one is Gross. so disgusting. Uh, this one, this one elicited the most reaction out of me. At the end, I was actually like gritting my teeth and like like yes. clenching my fist, and my hands were sweaty and my feet were sweaty. I was like, "Oh my god, everything is it's so <laughs> horrible. This is so it's horrible." Like, in, the, in the end, did he actually turn into like a rat? Rat? Like a rat? Yeah, yeah. he did. So okay, he that's like he crawled into yeah. that's why he, when he crawls into the oven he kind of makes like a hole in the wall and that's like right. this whole thing is like a is it's the most nihilistic episode it's very entropy driven which is terrifying because we as people and really almost all creatures spend time trying to make things orderly and like putting things together in the right place but in the end yes. everything will become a giant mixed soup of garbage and that's what happens in everything and so every this. This and the it, the beginning is like the beginning is a good setup. The middle is good, like anxiety, like like real, like oh, I'm having an open house. And then the first shot you see is the people just tracking mud everywhere. It's like an aerial yeah. shot of just mud everywhere of the carpet and with and mud. everyone's just yeah. be and they're, and they're they're fucking shit up and they're not even like they don't like anything. So they're it's even worse. Right. Like everything's and then already his like, they got his, the sausages in the oven and look like shit and like he's just like everything's <laughs> going wrong. And then we're like, I don't how think could I it get? Took this movie quite at a personal level than both of you seem to have. Oh, <laughs> I felt I'm surprised. I'm surprised yeah. as a homeowner, Jess, you haven't you haven't started feeling these uh, this protective protectiveness <laughs> over your this as well, as a I new homeowner. I have a cat, I, so I need to worry about like cockroaches or mice. The cat will take care of it. <laughs> that's true. I mean, we do get a, a some in the summer we get crickets down here, but I don't mind crickets because they don't do anything. They don't like they don't like bite your shit, and they don't like infest things. They're just kind of around, uh, so it, it could be worse. But these things are in the walls and eating shit, and then. When what I think yeah. what I thought it just couldn't get worse when that couple shows up, and I just Ugh. they're so weird and they're so and they're so <laughs> intrusive and they're just around all the time, and then it, it like ugh, and then he goes to the hospital and he gets the restraining order. I'm like, it can't get worse. And then they open the door and there's fucking a thousand of them in the house. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god, it's just a perfect <laughs> downward spiral. And I I I yeah. You know, it enjoyed in the way it was intended in that it just made me curl up in a ball and feel... T- I felt like crawling in the hole in the wall and just being like, I give up. I can't do it anymore. Uh- <laughs> How come this is your favorite then if it made you feel... Like, I don't like things that make me feel gross. Like- I like things that elicit emotional responses from me. And this and that this one got yeah, the most... Wow. Got got a rise out of me the most. Um, yeah. I mean, unless I'm angry at the filmmaking of it, like like a you know like a lazy Adam Sandler movie, but that's a that's a different kind of. No. If it's if it's doing the thing it's intending and it's doing it well and it's something unique, I'm that's I, I I'm look that's what I'm looking for. That's the feeling I'm looking for. And so we move on 
to listen again and seek the sun, the third installment. And this is at some point in the future, there's almost nothing left. This house is sitting in a bog, swamp kind of place where water is slowly creeping in. And this poor, this poor woman, she is trying to keep this place together. And that's Rosa. And she has two tenants left and they don't really pay rent. I mean, they'll pay in rocks or fish, or but <laughs> hey, they don't, crystals. they don't. Whatever crystals, <laughs> they pay, they pay in trash, and she's trying to fix this house. And very, a very uh, okay, pointing out the thing you're trying to do. This starts with her putting the wallpaper up, and I was laughing hysterically at the wallpaper scene when it just keeps coming back down. Basically, she's trying to <laughs> renovate this house, and it's not working because she has no money, she has no tenants. She needs the money to get the tenants, tenants get the money, you, you know how it goes. So uh, one day, this guy shows up. He's uh, he's a free spirit, Cosmos, and uh, he is uh, he bothers Rosa a lot. Uh, he feels like he's, she's distracting the other two who need uh, to, you know, do something to pay rent. Uh, but he uh, intrigues her because he says he's a craftsman. She's like, oh, perfect, you can help me build the house. But, of course, he's not going to do that. He's going to rip the floorboards out and build a boat for one of the other roommates. And then we learn some things about the individuals that live there. And Rosa's going to have to confront uh, this failing house at the end and her only friends left and uh, make a choice. So that is this segment. Mama Kay, sounds like this is your favorite. What would you think of this one? You forgot to mention that they're all cats. Right, they're yeah. cats. I don't it, know. It was a breath of fresh air after those <laughs> nasty bugs and rats. Yeah, I'm like, true. ooh, a kitty cat. <laughs> and not the, uh, the what do you call them, like the pot- potato soup people or whatever you called the first. I can't remember what you called the first group of people. But <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, because when you're like, uh, the lady of the house, Rosa, and I'm like, uh, it's a cat, but okay. Well, come um, on. Yeah, this one solidified. I mean, I think I liked the storytelling of this, but this one also agitated me and it solidified that uh, the message of this movie is not for me. I don't need someone to tell me that um, I'm elite because I have a house uh, or that I expect rent from the people who rent my house. Um, That's really, that's really the thematic message from this is like somehow having that kind of stuff makes you a uh, that, that you're like a, a money grubber and you're you know when in actuality you're just trying to have a life and you're trying to do things that are normal and then you have these people these cat people who think it's perfect oh when was the last time i paid you in rent and she was <laughs> like it's been you know i don't remember what she said 12 weeks or something like yes. that and and then and you can't pay me in fish anymore, but everyone needs to eat. I'm like, okay, all these people who think that they can barter their way <laughs> in a world that is not, if they're all living in a barter world, I'm okay with that. That's fine. But you can't buy gas with fish. It's because the system's you know... broken, man, you know? He's a good artist. Shouldn't that just be enough for him to live? <laughs> well, and you know, part of me, part of me <laughs> understands that. But you know what? If you're a good artist... Then you sell your shit and you get paid with Venmo and you pay your rent. That's how it works. So that's, that's against the consumeristic. Um, that's a, it's very consumeristic ideals. That's the problem. With this, it with is this the world. problem. Is is that the world? <laughs> that's the world we live in. I mean, if it were a different world, I understand that. But you know, we live in a world of consumerism and stock markets and 
people make choices and they expect everybody to fall into line. And, and if you're making a choice to have people in your building that pay you in fish, um, <laughs> yeah, this is problematic. And then they tried to make her make that cat out to be the bad guy because Rosa is that Rosa? Right. Rosa, yeah. the main character. They make Rosa out to be the bad cat because, you know, in the end, when the guy leaves on the boat and she comes back in and she's like, oh, I didn't know he was an artist. Like, <laughs> okay, you're basically his, his landlord. That's true. <laughs> you don't have to know that. Who who cares? Why does that make him less of a leech on your rental situation? You know, uh, you, you guys aren't on landlord TikTok where everyone talks about landlords are the, are the real leeches because they're they don't provide anything for the people. They're stealing the homes away from the, the poor, innocent people. Don't you know? You don't know these things? OK. OK. <laughs> yeah. I'm these are the not on landlord TikTok. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I've never seen landlord TikTok. All of I've my stuff is very TikTok. politically, socioeconomically charged on TikTok. So I got, I get, that I get this kind of stuff all sad. day long. <laughs> well, yeah, it made, I, it made me appreciate this movie more. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I just, I, I, I've seen both sides of this kind of life, and um, yeah, I don't. It's not. It's it's not for me. I like the characters. I love the character of Cosmos only because I'm dealing with somebody like that at work right now. And I'm like, these people really exist like that dude out of everybody out of, you know, crystal lady and fish giving rent dude. Cosmos is the person I actually know. So um, I dig how he comes in. Yeah. So he it, he's an interesting character. I like him. I think I liked this the most because it was the easiest just to be like, in my mind, go, yeah, I see your message, but I'm going to enjoy this little thing anyway. So also, there wasn't gross. There was nothing really gross about it. And it's also the least really bleak. Gross. It's the least bleak. It has like a kind of a hope, hopeful ending, I guess. But maybe not for you. Um, <laughs> okay. Jess, go ahead. So I think this one is my favorite, but like the others, it was too long. It should have ended when like Elijah sailed away, like done. All the I didn't oh. like all the extra stuff it had in it. It it just took it away. Like these are like such I don't know talented people making these movies. Obviously, there's a lot of creativity and it and it works real well, but they just pack too much in it. Sometimes less is more, and I feel like these creators need to adapt to that. Um, but I do. But I we do would like... have never found out that Elijah was an artist. Yeah, we just never would have found out. <laughs> that is the pivotal scene. You're like, oh, I, right. just, I never got to know them as people. I just treated them as dollar signs. <laughs> <laughs> I do admire Rosa though again I, I liked how her voice matched her character um, th- that was great and I liked how Rosa was like a woman because usually it's like a, a, a guy in that situation like trying to fix yeah. a house or doing that so I do like how it's feminine based um, and this is like the only up until Elijah left I think this is the only film out of the three that i actually paid attention to the most like i was kind of in and out of the rat one and i was never fully into the first one so the engagement level i think was the best on this it's just there was there was still too much i, I yeah this is the I, most like straightforward kind of story I, I like this one quite a bit it's got like a lot of good little moments like i said earlier the wallpaper is just it's got what the second one has a, a little less which is just 
good frustration for the main character. I just feel so like, ah, like just why can't you people fucking do the thing? It's the thing I need. They're just like, I'm sorry. I just I'm trying, but I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, ah, that's like sometimes that's just not good enough. Like, you, you, come on, like just get you're not together. frustrated for Rosa. No, I am frustrated for Rosa. That's what I'm saying. When she has to go to her two. Woo woo tenants who don't know how like how to exist, and then <laughs> but we're supposed to feel better. We're supposed to be like, oh, I, I just I don't know how to do life. I, I'm so can I? Pay but the you? way that like, like Elijah is, he doesn't come off as hopeless. Like he almost comes off as like, yeah, he knows he's kind of playing Rosa. He just doesn't care, but he's also yeah. like nice. He's he's not like stupid and like an airhead. Kind of like how uh, what is her name, Jen. Oh uh, yeah. 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 How Jen is. I don't know. I uh, I liked his character. Jen's not aware. I I thought I didn't think he Elijah was any uh, Elias was anything like uh, nefarious. I thought he just wasn't very like he he was like a misunderstood character. And then I think he I think it's implied that he has like a crush on Rosa too. I then I I saw some other people. Really. I saw some of the people writing about about like it's like they, they thought it was pretty like he's the most sympathetic character and that he's just misunderstood the misunderstood artist and no one wants to take the time to get to know him. Okay. And, uh, These are mostly guys that you're getting this information from, right? I don't. Because I didn't look was... at the. I did not look at the gender of the reviewers I, I read. But uh, my guess is is that most of the people that are reviewing our men and i did not see one i inkling didn't see of that, that either no i he was ta- he was fully aware that he was taking advantage of rosa i did not fully think aware. he was malicious i don't think he was trying to be yeah, i don't think that. he was mean but i think he yeah. was like i'm just gonna milk this as much as i can exactly i don't like, think that see, nice. I, I that's where we disagree i don't think he i think he literally just never thought about payment and then whenever it came up he was like oh no, i don't right. think he's that absent-minded i think he knew how no. the system worked he just got away yeah. with it so he just kind of kept doing it more cynical than I am. Well, he wouldn't have given her fish otherwise. Like he wouldn't have given her anything if he was. I like, think he felt bad because you know. he had no money. He's like, I don't have money, so I'll give her a fish because I because I have no I money. <laughs> no, I think like if he was more like that, he'd probably know to get a job. He didn't try to get a job because he he didn't. <laughs> right, that's another problem. There is pay. no jobs and there is no jobs in this world because it's just they're just in a swamp island. Like I think there's supposed to be some climate stuff that's supposed to have gone down here and this is like on the verge of that's going way too deep into it i'm just saying well he didn't need a job because he didn't need one <laughs> he could pay in fish and she was a pushover so it worked out fine and also he looks like an able-bodied cat he could probably help her with her repairs so you know they didn't need to wait for cosmos the great to come and wreck the place and but pretend to fix it. So it's gonna start to sound no like reason. Fox News on here. Jesus! All right, he, he's able-bodied, <laughs> leeching off the system. Like I get it. I, he I, totally I, is. I thought mean? he was. A, I thought he was a nice guy who just didn't know how to how, how to. Yeah, I'm not saying things. he's like malicious or mean, but he's no. just like going. No, but day I would say day. if you're, I would say if you're he taking purposely taking advantage of a friend, then you are you are a bad person. I would say that's mean. I don't think he sees him. I don't think he sees her as a friend. I think all right. Well, we're gonna have to disagree on this point. I thought he. I just that's the, I, that's what I, I that's what I took. And then when I read stuff, I was like, oh yeah, that's like, that's what I thought. And you, this is the first time I'm hearing he's. Uh, hmm. I know. No, yeah, maybe he's I, a with, good I think person, Mom, me and Mama K have the same stance on this. 
All right. Well, <laughs> at the end, she uh-huh. has to she has to choose to. Did you say something okay? Do you want to bring a point up? Uh, and also, I mean, um, Jess was talking about the fact that she was liking that this was a main female character, but I think that that helps out the plot in this because if it was a man, he he's either going to be the typical quote landlordy type type of guy with the stained wife beater and you know kicking people out, or he's going to be a pushover kind of milk toast kind of guy. So neither one of them would have worked in this role. We needed a strong female and because of that he's able to take advantage i think that jen is a space case and isn't doing anything maliciously she just thinks that ah, if i oh, yeah, give her no, a crystal I, then I life is we, great yeah, the other jen. guy is totally milking it so yeah. that's that's why all right well we've okay. got We'll disagree on that one, though. Uh, uh, then, yeah, at uh, the end, uh, yeah, Cosmos rips her house apart and builds boats for the other two. And then they, they are leaving, but he built a giant eye beam thing uh, and in the ground. And I guess if Rosa decided, she could push that thing over and it, like, ripped the house out of the ground and the house became, like, a giant boat. So uh, right. that's what I, I mean. It's a, it's a bit of a, like... Yeah, I did not it, like we, the way that ended at all. So you wanted it to just end with her, like, alone at the house after the <laughs> other people left yeah i think like elijah sailed away the end <laughs> but, what, but the weren't the other two characters still there too at the end or when elijah sailed away? Were, but saying, they were like, in it could have wrapped up a little differently but the like the majestic ending i just didn't like at all uh, i see did you, what did you say about, okay about this ending um, I don't mind the ending. The only piece that I don't like about it is that uh, in order for her to like have this change and metamorphosis that it's due to Cosmos. Like it's not because of, you know, she's finally decided that this is a not a winning situation for her. He puts it out there for her to, he puts, he called it the lever to pull the lever anytime you want to. And you can, you know, and drift away and i think that was the best choice for her don't get me wrong but i think that now here we go okay this is a bit of a savior complex coming in and being like this person can't or this cat can't you know make those kind of decisions himself and that she wouldn't make that kind of decision once they left that she would just remain so i didn't i didn't like that part Hmm. but i'm glad Uh, she i'm glad she left that house sucks (laughs) <laughs> what, the house? Oh, yeah, the house. Well, yes. I mean, it's not even gone. The thing is, they kind of, I think they, the only reason I don't love the Eddie's is it's kind of a have your cake and eat it too. Because she doesn't leave the house. The house just right, becomes a house. boat. Like, she just gives up her dream of becoming a landlord. It, whatever she's asked about her dream, it's to have an, it's just to make a nice place for herself. And I, I guess Cosmos' yeah. whole point is you just need to sail around with your friends to do that. You don't need to charge people rent. You can just hang out in the yeah, ocean. Yeah, buddy, that's not how life works. <laughs> that's how that's how that. Cosmo, they took that's how all Cosmo's your shit to make works. the boats. So it's not it's the same. Th- like okay, yeah, you don't need that, but I need your stuff to make a boat. So it's okay that I need that. It's not okay for you to need it, but it's okay for me to need it and to take. Isn't your it stuff. To, to each their need to or to each their ability to each their need? Something like that. I can't. It's just what a the, few the... floorboards. It's not a big deal. <laughs> 
You're not using them. <laughs> all right, so that's the end of this. Uh, the, I should say these are all written by the same person, but they're all directed by three different, well, really four different directors. The first one's directed by a, a team, Emma DeSwaff and Mark James Rolls. Middle one's by Nikki Lindroth von Barr. And the final one's by Paloma Beza, who's actually uh, Alex Garland's uh, wife. So I thought that was cool because I like Alex Garland movies, and I thought I didn't know. I didn't know. She's an actress, too. So. I didn't know. Yeah, all three, all three directed by women. So there you go. You get your women, women centric, disgusting movie uh, with, with themes you don't like. Uh, so we're at the end here. Right. Uh, over, I mean, overall, we've talked, we talked these ones out. Uh, but as a whole grade, as a whole anthology, are we going to recommend the house? I'll start with uh, Jess. This is hard. Like, I think I would recommend it, but not to my friends because I don't think that they would like it. But I think they're. I think it is recommendable. Does that make sense? What's the uh, what's the Karen test? Would Karen like this? That's the that's the best. Uh, mm. the best would test. Karen true. like this? Um, yeah, I don't Karen think say? she would hate it, but I I don't think she'd recommend it either. I think she'd like the creativity and think it was a cool watch, but I don't think it would be on her top list by any means. All right, fair. Yeah. All right, and, uh, okay. I mean, as much as this movie is interesting. Um, stylistically and cinem- cinematographically what am i trying to say uh how it's made um yeah this movie made me nauseous like physically sick and <laughs> i i am not recommending any of this the discomfort level was through the roof and i realize i probably sound like a, an elitist saying that but i literally <laughs> just own a house i don't own a you know screaming mansion on the you know on an ocean front or anything. So, um, yeah, no, just no. If I recommended this to somebody, they would have me committed. <laughs> I, I, I recommend it. Even though I had almost, I had very similar feelings to while okay watching it. I was very grossed out the whole time, very uncomfortable pulling out my skin and clenching my fists and sweating, uh, because it's, but- I, that was I think just the rat one, though, not the other two. So the much. third one also no, made me feel that way. Yeah. The first one a little less so because the first, like you, Jess, I was least invested in the first one. I don't. It was something about yeah. that one. I just don't like. I didn't like. I couldn't get into that world. I didn't like that those characters as much. And the middle one, I really liked that main character. And in the third third one, I really liked Rosa. So I really liked the two main characters. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. One. I like the two leads yeah. in the second and the last one a lot. But in the main one, I have to follow the little girl like stumbling around the house with the with the powerhouse baby, and the <laughs> parents are like not really. I can't latch on to them, so that one's just it's just a tough one to and and it's so abstract and weird. Like all of them, I need I need a thing to latch on to, and that, that's what was tough about that one. I still like that one's ending, but um, it was my least favorite. Still, as a whole, I recommend the house. So we've got we're all we're kind of all over the board on the house. So uh, go go check it out at your own peril. Uh, I, we described it as best we could, uh, and I think I think you'll probably know if this is for you or not. Uh, so we are going to uh, got a host pick coming up. We've got uh, another listener suggestion coming, so keep sending those in. We're we are getting through a couple of those early on here, while there aren't as many new movies out, and the tournament on the Instagram still going on. How's everyone's team's doing? Doing good. Stop. No just comment. Just, <laughs> it's yeah, it's uh, it's kind even of even when t- Nicole's not prepared, she's gonna take us all down. So. 
Yeah. I admire well, that about her. If you want to go vote on that Instagram tournament for the number one 2021 listener film of the year, that's at Brennan underscore Podhost. That's also where you can send in suggestions for us, things to review. Uh, you can also go on Facebook, Films with Women in My Life, and you can send us an email, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Thank you guys okay. for uh, being on the house. Yeah. Peace out. Yeah. Till next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.